Welcome back to another episode of Ready, Set, Go with Justin Gatlin and myself, Rodney Green, man. I'm happy to be in the building with our guest, World Athletics, World Silver Medalist, Kyron McMaster. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on the show, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. I want to celebrate you, Doug. You know what I mean? Appreciate that. I appreciate (laughs) that. I can't complain about that. Hey, what's going on, man? We just want to talk a little bit about like how you came about, man. I know uh, you train with Gary now, man, and um, we want to shed some light on on your story and and because I think it's kind of interesting, man. Like where you came from and like 2016 being a a world junior bronze medalist mm-hmm. all the way into now, man. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so yeah, like you say, um, 2016 I was a bronze medalist, Jahil. He won that, and then uh, Taylor McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. He got, he oh, got for real? Sil- yeah, yeah. He yeah. got silver. Wow, that's crazy. And then um, 2017, I actually, actually 2016 was the yeah, I actually lose my scholarship at uh, Central Arizona. Wow. A, yeah, they I cut my scholarship. I had a stress fracture in my lower back, and deemed me not good enough. Anymore. So you was laid up. Right. And you got the bad news while you was laid up, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. And this was 2016? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah. So I went back home and trained my um, late coach that passed away. And he was like, we can get you right there and go World Juniors. Coach like, Dax. Yeah, Coach Dax. Okay. So we got the medal at World Juniors. And then I think 27, or maybe late 2016 or early 2017, I signed with University of Florida. And then um, I went, which meet at Florida comes first? Is it the Tom Jones invitation? Tom Jones, Tom Jones the second. second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's so the first meet? Florida Relays. 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 Ah, so I went Florida Relays. I ran 48-8, right? That catch the wave, right? So basically, you, you was already dropping 48s out the hole because usually that's the first track meet of the season. Right, yeah. A lot of people yeah, don't yeah, usually run. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a PB for me out the gate. I was a PB fastest run ever. I was surprised too. I was like, damn. And then second race dropped our next PB, 48. I was like, damn. You stacking on them. Right, right. <laughs> and it was war lead too. Yeah. It was war lead too. Nobody wasn't running no 46. Oh, you don't run or no, nothing yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> mid, that's mid-season running right, right there. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So then no, that year, that's when you had like Eric Fudge and like TJ Holmes and those guys mm-hmm. running. And Karan Clement was still running. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that year, started to run fast. I went my first demo league that year. Came second to Karen Clement, ran like 48 or something like that. But then I think I went Kingston, no, Jamaica Invitational. So that was around May, early May. Right, yeah, okay. right. Yeah. So that's probably before the Diamond League, actually. I ran 47-8. And then that's when I got a uh, contract offer of start coming in. But you, but you, let's back up a little bit, man. Do you understand what that means, dog? That 47 in May is like running 9-7 in May. 100%. That's, 100%. That's, 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 that's crazy. Which, which is crazy. So before all this 45 seconds stuff right. with the with the with the Vikings started happening right. and all that, we talking back then. Tell us about man when you ran that first 48 in college, what was that like for nah, you? No, that was in college. You was I was college? I was back home training because I signed the, the letter of intent with University of Florida. So you didn't. So even... I was doing online schooling to make sure I have the same credit. So I was still training in the islands. I was in the islands oh, training. I wasn't wow. in the US. Oh, in the islands training. What type? What type of mindset that take, man? You was with your coach to train. I was just own? having fun, to be honest. For real. So you was just dropping forty eight, just having fun with. Just you. having fun, cause I was, I had my job back home too. You the fish well, Hold on, was you signed? Did you have a contract? You had a shoe deal at that point in time? Nah, you didn't. Nah, just before nah. you ran to Florida. This was Jeez. before. This, so who was your job back home? I was a truck driver. I had my yeah. own little trucking business. So the asphalt, we used to pave the asphalt. Oh, for the, for the roads and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I could pave, I could pave the shit out of asphalt. Me and my team. <laughs> <laughs> me and my team, we could put on asphalt yeah. any day. So, so you talk- drop an asphalt and then go to practice? My schedule was set up like we would train 4.30 in the morning and then take a rest, train again at nine and then we rest the whole day, right? Listen, listen, we rest the whole day after that. Eat everything, go back to the track like around 3.30 or 4 o'clock to do some drills, hold drills and stuff like that. Six o'clock, me and my team, we walk in till 4 o'clock in the morning, dropping asphalt on the road. Cause then we don't we don't like to walk in a hot sun. Yeah, yeah. And you're dealing with asphalt, hot temperature. So we walk in through the night, and after I finish work, gone straight to the track, take out my boots, everything, 
Then I go do a workout. How long was you doing that for? When I got back home, I just had wanted. I had like the hustle. I like hustling for money. So when you I sleeping? used to make a lot of money. When you were sleeping though, during the day. <laughs> like you gotta remember so after, I, I two, was like, after two a days you was running you was practicing 4.30am then you come back practice again at 9 right. and then you do your drills so you was constantly basically practicing throughout the day right 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 okay so, so when, you, when you went home cause this is what I'm trying to figure like that mindset bro you lost your scholarship yeah and you said you went home and you was having fun you dropped 48s when <laughs> that's that junk sound crazy that's like that's what I'm saying so like I was just having fun with it cause my coach he saw a vision I should have bring a book you know cause then Justin would have been like oh he was mad he had a book and I have the book home he he projected what I could have run he believed in me on a different level like yeah on a level that I couldn't even see myself he saw your talent it was like blowing from me. Right. And yeah. I had hard work ethics. Like, you see me paving asphalt and then come to the track. And it was just wasn't me, you know. Like, the same shot put out from the BVI too. Oh, yeah? Right there with me paving asphalt. Man, shout out his name, man. Hey. Uh, that's big boy, Eldred. You feel me? That's my dog. <laughs> that's monstrous, dog. Yeah. That's, hey, I got to commend you on that one. Yeah. Like, no, that, that's crazy. The reason why I asked you that, because in this day and time, man, you have so many, so many athletes who believe that stuff's supposed to be handed to them. Right. You know what I mean? You was out there with a job working hard to get to where you at because a lot of people will see your success like the end goal and don't understand the story or the dynamic behind right. it. You know what I mean? Right. So I, that's why I always like to go back and kind of kind of chop and dissect those type right. of stories right. so people right. can understand right. what makes McMaster who he is. You feel right. me? I mean, I've been a hard worker from young. My father pushed me like that from young, from a young age. Uh, from yeah. a young age, you... Construction is the island, so yeah, I know. Grow up real different, listen, you can grow real different. I took Justin to the Bahamas one time. Well, he been to the Bahamas several times, but I took him with me. Mm. So he went, he was chilling with the natives. So talking to my parents, I was, I was like, "Hey, yo, we ain't got no air condition, man. It's a different type of heat." He's like, "Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah." You had to listen, give him the the dry down. Right this man was sitting on the couch <laughs> and he passed out like twice, bro. <laughs> Come on, man, that is story, bro. Passed out twice. <laughs> 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 Listen, I ain't gonna lie. I stepped in the house. I was like, okay, cool. It's a little warm in here. You know what I'm saying? Right. I knew it was warm because when we walked to the front door, the, the front door was already open. <laughs> you know how we do back home? You know how we do. So you, you got, have to knock. You, 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 just, you already walked in the door. Right. And we sat down. And I was like, I'm gonna sit on this side because the sun not coming in, right? Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna sit on the side. Well, I started baking, right? <laughs> Sweat dropping down my back and everything. I'm just talking to his dad's mom. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of keeping a straight face. You know what I mean? I was like, man, let me get up real quick. I'm gonna move over here. <laughs> I was baking on that side too, man. I think you saw because like the beads of sweat started rolling down my face. And I just had still had the steel face on. I was like, I gotta give a dog back to the <laughs> That Caribbean heat's something different, though. Hey, that Caribbean heat's something different, though. I feel it got worse over the years too. Cause uh, even I when I don't know if it's because I live in AC consistently up here, yeah. no. But when I go home, <laughs> bruh. I'll be baking just like how you see. I'll be like, yo, y'all really live like this? Like. <laughs> Hey, you really live like this for real? Yeah, man, but shoot. Let's get, let's get back to it, man. So now you're at Florida. You dropped those times. Right. Dropped the times at Florida. Um, most, they're, they're excited. Coach Mouse. Yeah, Coach Shout Mouse. Shout out to Coach Mouse. Love, shout out to Coach Mouse, Coach Welty, the whole Florida crew. Um, it showed you love. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that I had some bad animosity when I hit them with the, yo, I got offer for a contract again for this bird. Like, <laughs> but they was like, nah, go do your thing. I yeah. understand. Handle your business. You know? So every time we see each other, dubs up, it's all love. That was good. Then. And I respect okay. that till this day. You understand? And I still have a home there if I wanted to. Like, they always tell me, if you ever wanted to come train at Florida, open to you. He's good. He's good with his athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've yeah. seen... I think the thing what's scaring me about it is I watch one of them walkout videos on uh, YouTube mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where they can't sit on doing reps. I was like, ah, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, but, talk, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about as you start to climb the ranks. So you, now you say you got your contract. Who you signed with? I signed with Puma. Yeah, Puma. Oh. That's what's on his feet, man. Right, right. <laughs> right. Out, out the gate, signed with Puma. So now we got two world champs. 
Which world champs is this? 2017. I'm excited, ready to go. I stepped on the line, on the outside line, right? I won the heat, won the heat. After I went back to the track, I see my coach sitting down like with a, with a bottle. Look, it's like, what happened, coach? He's like, you stepped on the line. I was like... Oh, so no one even told you why you was out there and you came back to the Warren Bear. The first time you heard it was from your coach. Yeah. That's crazy. And they tried to protest it. And I was like, coach, I step on the outside line. If anything, I'm running more You're distance. More. I ain't impeding nobody. I don't understand why, what's why the friction there? there. You feel me? So I got DQ'd out of that. So I had to watch. I had to watch Wahoo win that one. I was like, no disrespect to Wahoo at this point. I was like, that was a slice of cheese for me right there. Hey, you feel notice, me? Yeah. notice. No, he no said, disrespect. He said to this point. Meaning it's coming. It's coming. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. From then I have a little friction with you right there. Because now I watch this man just eat my cake off my yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. Like, no disrespect to him. It's just how the game goes. And you know what I mean? So I got my leg back at the Diamond League finals, though. I beat him at the Diamond League finals, but it just wasn't enough. So after that, that's the year I met Samba too. And that's when I realized shit. Samba was, from Samba yeah. from, from uh, Qatar, Qatar, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when I know shit was gonna get real. We we raced in uh Zagreb, and he run dust the brakes off of me. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like <laughs> I remember that. That's he was Samba moving, was yeah. off right? Them, he was dropping off them forty sixes like. But that was in twenty seventeen though. That, that was twenty seventeen. No, no, twenty nineteen. He started dropping them. Tw- is, is it 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, I think it's twenty eighteen. Eighteen started dropping them. He went on like a maniac that whole season. Yeah, I ain't yes, even yes. like that season. I was like, what is man trying to prove? Cause every race he's just dropping. The same year I had. 2017 dropping times but in the 48 region mm-hmm. and then hit the 47 and then went back to 48 to low 48 yeah. he did that with 47 and then hit the 46.9 that race he ran 46.9 ran 47.5 and I was like Wahoom was in that race too he was in that race Wahoom was in I was the Viking he was today mm-hmm. that was what you see you know is hard work ethics and so I got a question for that so you watched the birth of Warhol, right? Yeah. So you watched him. How do you feel? Because usually when you have someone who kind of like comes into a, an event and they just kind of just take over, a lot of people become intimidated by that. Did you feel that intimidation as he grew or did you feel like you could see what he is and how you could be able to like race him and beat him? Um, I wasn't intimidated. I would say what it was, I was still having fun with the sport. Oh, okay. that that was my thing. Well, there was up, sleeping, eat, dreaming, track and field. I was home eating pizza, watching something on TV. <laughs> like, I was still having fun with the sport. You know what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't see the whole track and field mm. would have provided me my future. So at the same time, I still on the side hustling and trying to make my bread and butter. You understand? So, twenty eighteen, that was Samba year. That was Samba year. And then, 2019, I don't know why home just came out with a vengeance out of this world. Yeah. And I, my engine was not equipped to run with those boys at that point. I can be real with you. Do you think uh, it was more so of because you was having fun with the sport? Because the way I hear you talk is like you probably was underperforming due to not taking it as serious. There you go. You exactly that. So exactly it's like, that. yeah, I'm having fun. I'm going to go to the Diamond League meet and then I'm going to go dance with these gals down so, here. And then so <laughs> for instance, like even, even like during the season, like 2018, when I went Commonwealth, I would jet skiing on the water. <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Puma about that. Ain't, that ain't in your contract. I, I won, though. I won. I won. <laughs> I won. So you celebrate. You got right, time. right, right. So I was jet skiing. I was snap, but those boys were walking. You see what I'm saying? But at the same time, I was fresh in a new environment and I was getting a lot of injuries in the, in the, at the same time. I was injury prone when I was at Clemson. Every year at Clemson, I had like two major injuries, like either hip flexor or hamstring injury or something like that. I don't know what the reason behind that was, but that's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. Feel me? I was there for five years. When my coach passed away, I came there in the fall of 2017, and I was with that coach up until 
2022. Yeah. So what? I so, left. Yeah, I left in 2022 after the Commonwealth Games. So the passing your coach. How did how did coach coach Dags pass? In a hurricane. Um. You know, it, that's a funny story, you know, because he was a very interesting individual, you know. <laughs> no, for real, for real. I feel like a good backstory coming to that. Right, we, <laughs> I could laugh about it now, you know. Yeah. Um, so when we was in Zagreb, he wanted me to do our next race, right? And had we did that next race, we wouldn't have been in the islands for the hurricane. Wow. Right. So I was like, man, coach, I just want to go home. Yeah. Just try and go have fun. I just want to go home. I had a long season. Just want to chill out. She's like, all right, let's go home. So we went home. As we touched on, everybody's like, yo, there's a big hurricane coming. Big hurricane coming. We didn't take the hurricanes. I don't think nobody on the island take the hurricanes. Floridians and Caribbeans, like, <laughs> hurricanes are normal for us. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But then, no, this this the part, no. Like, I think it was like a day, a day out or maybe a day and a half. That hurricane went to a category five. That's when all the eyes yeah. will be like, wait, <laughs> this shit serious now. Right. So then, no, my coach called me up. He asked me for duct tape. I was like, what you mean, coach, for duct tape? At that time, yeah, my pops and my friends, them, we going around helping people board up them houses as well. I was like, coach, you know, we could come board up your house. That's that's like, well, so now, man, I just put duct tape on the window so you don't break and go all over the place and what's not. My coach, I live in a nice little glass house on top. He had a nice uh-huh. little crib. And the story that I heard, the story that I heard, so, don't hold me to it. The story that what was delivered to me is he was upstairs and the glass break and when it break, it like shattered all over him. So him yeah, yeah, so he passed out. And then the winds were crazy. It was like 200 miles per hour winds. And just take him and throw you outside on the house. One of our coaches, Omar Jones, um, lived across the street, saw, saw it happen. So he went outside, picked him up in the hurricane put him in the back of the truck to try to carry him to the hospital. Wow. A tree came down to stop him from going, like literally blocked him and watching, watch the coach die. Right there there in the the truck or whatever the case is. How did that affect you? You know, I never dealt with it. I never dealt with it on a personal level. I just like brushed it to the side and kept it pushing. That's a Caribbean thing. We do yeah. we do that a lot, bro. Like, like we, I think it played played with me in ways that I never understood. But I dealt with it this year. I needed to get that chip off my shoulder. I feel you. Like, I think for a long time I harbored negative energy like that, or energy right. that never really kind of got off my shoulder. I carried a chip. It, it was effective for me. Like when it was time for me to race, mm. I used that same energy right to make good races, right, win races, dominate. But then now I started bleeding into my real regular life. There you okay? go. So there yeah, you yeah go. it was affecting me. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I, it's happened to me a few times too, but I, I found through therapy, man, like I, it helped me kind of navigate, navigate my emotions. You know what I mean? So I always tell people, you know, before a whole big mental health kick, you know, I started realizing a lot of things that I was doing, like I, it was bleeding in my regular life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't notice it because, you know, uh, shoot, just not even just Caribbean people, just black people feel like we have to be certified crazy to go see a therapist. Right. <laughs> like you have to feel right. like suicidal to be like, right. oh, I need to go to the therapist. And not therapist. even then you probably might go. Yeah. Not yeah. even then. I don't know. It's probably something with, with the, the skin color for real. Cause I, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. man well, may that rest in peace, man. Right. You know, we want to definitely yeah. say that, man. Most definitely. Uh, now we are 2018, 2019. So 2019, um, no, COVID was 2020, right? Yeah, COVID was 2020. What happened in 21? Did you go to the Olympics? Wait, what was, no, I want to know what you were doing during COVID, dog. Because I know yeah, for what? us, <laughs> well, we were dying I, over here, dog. Like, we had nowhere. We, I everyone was locked up. I can't speak on that. What you mean? You can't speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> and you out there riding jet skis. <laughs> you, you just told me before the podcast started, hey, man, I'm an open book. But you closed that book quick. I didn't go down that show when I come in. <laughs> I can't speak on what I did during COVID at the point. But I was being a responsible athlete. I just didn't sit on the couch. I um I um was training. I went to the tire shop, um, take a tire, tire rope to it. So I used that sleds 
had a little nice hill. So I was training, doing my little stuff. I didn't want it to be out of shape. And um, that year, Wahoo, I see Wahoo ran that year too. Is mm-hmm. it COVID? Yeah, he ran. I think he ran the 300. Yeah, he ran that single, like one on one. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, damn, this nigga, this nigga training, this nigga really walking. <laughs> And yeah, I, he ran a whole race by himself. Right, a whole race. And then that's when I knew shit was real in the sport. Like, So it dawned on you. Turn right, like, right. Like, that's when I had a realization and I looked myself in the mirror. It's like, Kai, you, you, you have to see yourself as a professional. Athlete. You have to move as a professional. Athlete. You know, you have to really take it serious because these boys out there running. They're not playing. You, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, is it 2019? Or 2019, that's when Benjamin ran 47-0, right? Yeah. I was I was like, dang, this event just getting harder and harder. Cause now Samba, Benjamin, Wahoo. That was the big three that was first created. Then yeah. That was the big Samba got injured. And Samba has never recovered to the point where he could deliver that performance consistently again. Mm-hmm. That's what the Brazilian came in the picture later on. But you know. The Brazilian actually won Pan Ams in 2019. I, I, I saw that. I saw him run the Pan Ams in 2019. I say, if this boy get a good coach, he can be problem. So said, so done. <laughs> so, said, so, so said, so done. Um, when uh, I think it was 2021, though, we opened up the season at um, this track meet in LA. can't remember what the name was. It was me. The Brazilian and Benjamin. Benjamin ran 47.3. I ran 47.5. Santos ran 47.6. At the end of the race, he rejoicing like he just won the race. I said, this boy can be a problem for me, you know. I never beat him after that. I never beat him after that till this year. He just started to. And then, that was the same, yeah, that was 2021. Went Olympics. He dropped 46. That's when I knew again. So you went to the Olympics? Yeah. Came fourth. Came right fourth. 2019, I came fourth in, <clears throat> in World Champs. And We're going to do that roll call real quick. 2016, uh, bronze medal, World Championships under 20, right? Mm-hmm. 2017, uh, over in the World Championships. 20... 2017, I got the Diamond League trophy. 2017, got the Diamond League trophy. 2017, Commonwealth Games. Uh, first place as well. Got the gold. That, that was 2018 for the Commonwealth Games. Oh, 2018. Sorry, and I spread out. And also the League champion in 2018. And NACAC as well, right? And then CSC as well. Yeah, yep. CSC, yeah. Central American Games. World Championships, like you said, you got fourth at uh, in Doha, Qatar. Mm-hmm. And then fourth again in 2021 for the, uh, the Olympics. Olympic Games, yeah. And then 2022, things started looking a little different. Commonwealth yeah. got that first. NACAC got that first again. So yeah, you was... You got a pedigree, though. Like, yeah. 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 But here's the sa- the downside to that. My accolades are not really recognized in the professional world. Think about that. As a Caribbean athlete, the only two accolades that really mean something to our Wars sponsor is Wars and Olympics. It's true. A European athlete, they have three big accolades. The same world, Olympics, and the European Pan Championship. Or European Championship would be considered something like NACAC because we have the Americas in it. Mm-hmm. But you take a gold medal from NACAC and try to give it to a shoe sponsor, they can laugh at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can say, boy, yeah. what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Carry that back. <laughs> and See what I'm saying? NACAC don't have the major sponsors like the World Championships and, uh, and the uh, Olympics. And that's something that we talked about, like, how do we make our sport a lot more bigger? Because a lot of the fans don't understand. They think, oh, uh, track is every four years, like, right. every every Olympics, nobody right. doing nothing until the Olympics time. You get those same, same questions, dog. Uh, the Olympics next year? No, it's every four years, sir. <laughs> what you running a mile? Huh? <laughs> I don't run miles, sir. What you running the 40? Don't run 40 yards. Right, the 40, uh, right. And then they be like, um... That boy is still running. Um, what's his name? Carl Lewis. What that? Carl Lewis. <laughs> boy, you crazy? You crazy? That boy been retired. <laughs> I remember, and they're gonna tell you the most craziest Carl Lewis story ever, <laughs> ever. What's the vibe back at home? Like now, you are being recognized on the world stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel the love from back at home, or is it kind of like still kind of like getting there? 
I felt it from before. Um, again, every accomplishment that I've accomplished since 2017 is the force. So, so you're the pioneer, period. Right. You're the goat. Right. You're the goat. Right. You're the goat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you might say respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't mind, um, not if you don't mind me asking, how, how, how much, what's the population of the British Virgin Islands? I think about between 30 to 35,000 people. I, I went to a, every football game that happens in America holds more people than on our island. That's that wow. in the BVI. We got to go there, bro. But it's a vibes though. It's a vibes because it's a different vibes to every other Caribbean country. Because you could have lunch on one island and dinner on our next island. That's how close it is. And we're right next to the U.S. Virgin Islands as well. So we have St. Thomas, St. John, St. Croix. St. Croix in the house. All, yeah. all as one. Right you know what Croix, I mean? man. All our VI is one. So it is a vibe. Like, when you go island hopping, I don't think none of you guys have ever been island hopping. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, you know, I'm from the Bahamas. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 and yeah. even then, no disrespect to Bahamas. But island hopping in Bahamas different from island hopping in the void. 100%. It's, it's, more, it's more of a native vibe. But, right. but where I'm from, I'm from like the second city. So it's, it's more of like, uh, it's built, more built up. So more, you probably talk to somebody from like Elutra or... Mm. Rum key, they more so have like a your type of vibe because it's not right. built up at all. Right. You know what I mean? And and the thing is about the Virgin Islands, they have more companies than citizens. I think you have a lot of offshore companies there, like mm-hmm. with, with trust funds and stuff like that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know the details, but that's where that's where that's where you would want to. That's what the you, money at. Yeah, you, you, you probably want to know the details as then, you start to keep this bread going up. Well, I mean, I'm from there, so you know what I mean? So That's easy. And then we have, like, one of the biggest charter fleets in the world. Like, oh, yeah, like, you, in the water, sitting down, you see million-dollar ships, like, those big mega yachts in the harbor just chilling. We, come, we coming, man. Yeah, we yeah, coming. For real. We going to do a the, show over there. We were just talking to Coach Gary today about, because we're trying to put on a meet, because I'm telling you, it, it could be a, a nice vibe for track athletes. When... If you had to, because now they have straight flights from Miami to straight to the Virgin Islands. Before you didn't have that. They either stop in Puerto Rico, then you're getting on a plane with like three seats in it, or like four seats in it. <laughs> Just in <laughs> them planes. Just in them planes. Fear of turbulence, man. So, <laughs> yeah. When oh. they ask you, like, before you get on a plane, how tall are you? How heavy do you weigh? Oh, no. <laughs> do, you, do you mind sitting with the pilot? Listen, oh, no. This is Justin be asking when we trade players. He'd be like, hey, bro, we going on with the, with the propellers? Like the engine, yeah, the engine yeah, on yeah. the outside? Be and like, you yeah, still get we gonna those. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. But, but <laughs> it, it have a different experience. You could either fly to St. Thomas and then you could just catch a ferry and come up. A lot of people more choose that road. Nah, I'm going to get on that little plane, bro. I'm from mm-hmm. the Bahamas. Man. Little bit, man. I I'll be on that ferry, dude. I didn't jump the planes, like, flying in the Bahamas all the time. Yeah, like, you know, like, if they got, like, a five-seater, they let somebody sit up front. Right, that's, that's <laughs> it. You know, I'm like, like I have, I, enough time I've been... Yeah, you sit in the front of the plane. And enough time I've been at the front. And, and I watching the pile of my axe. Hey, you want to fly a little bit? That's what I'm saying. You know, like, yo, just do this and this. See bro. what I did? <laughs> I'm never gonna fly with you, dog. <laughs> you, you, you been flying with me? What Not you in that situation. <laughs> I'm be thinking that you flying the plane, yeah. huh? Ride together, die together. <laughs> Podcast for life, right? All right? There we go, man. <laughs> but yeah, we trying to um actually put our trap meet on down there, like for real. We had one. I think it was. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, probably 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. First place were getting paid out just as much as the Diamond Leagues. Ten, what? Ten to, yeah. Just now you missed that. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> a Twilight Invitational. We had like um, Kirani James came. Um, what time of year was it? Early? So probably like May, June. Okay. Oh, no, that's Doha time. Yeah, that's you ain't Doha doing time. that. Oh, you ain't doing that. Oh, maybe. No, I don't think it was 2017. I think it was like probably 2015. Yeah, I was legit. At that point. That's about that time I was probably, I actually was injured around probably around that time because that's when the Beijing was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kicked me out the meat. That's when Dan- yeah, that's when Daniel Bailey and then those boys were running and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 So the 100 are pretty good. I think the record for that meet was like 10 0 or maybe 999. Mm. Kim Collins was there too, I think. Yeah, so it was good. I would love for, for there to be a lot more meets throughout the islands, like a right. circuit. Right. Uh, 
uh, throughout the, all the, the 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 major islands. But Jamaica Invitational, that's already a staple. Right. You know, um, I see the Bahamas, we have one. And like for Puerto Rico has one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Grenada has, well, I just, Grenada had one. I think, the, I think yeah. the Caribbean should have its own circuit, period. I agree. With its own, with its own championship. Would you know you would kill the European market with that? You know, I think if, the it Caribbean, done, if it done properly, <laughs> if it done, because all the, lo- all, the all the all the all the money nobody, is, in the, if, is in the if, Caribbean. If you could get the same <laughs> amount of money at a Diamond League that in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and you, you go and only fly two hours versus eight hours, and then you still gotta exactly. go, go on a seven hour different time schedule or some something like that versus a two hours time schedule, which one are you gonna prefer? Right, and the beach is always going to be 500 meters away from you. There somewhere. you go. And the food. And the food, food going to be great. Yeah. The food going to be great. And the vibe going to be great. The vibe going to be great. The money going to be great. Like, everybody would choose a Caribbean any day. Personally. I think it really should. I think it really should be a, a circuit in the Caribbean mm-hmm. with its own Caribbean championship. Think about the number of how athletes that come from the Caribbean and how they actually give to the sport in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many medals, so many records. You know what I mean? Like, you should have your own identity. Right. I think so. I agree. I yeah. agree 100%. Let's make that happen. Me promoters, we just talked about it. Let's, let's try to make it happen. We need, a, like, a 10% cut of right. that whole find thing. Because we, we find, find this fee. Talk to Chris. Remember Chris Brown was putting on some meats, though, too? Oh, yeah, man. Chris Brown a coach now, man. He, I think he I know. Yeah, he North came to the toilet, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to Chris, man. That's my, that's Fire my man. boy. Yeah, fireman <laughs> Chris Brown. You know what I wanted to ask you, man? <clears throat> this is funny. 2022, you changed coaches. Now, yeah. you already mentioned that Coach Gary is your coach. He was, he was, he was on our podcast already. Right. What's weird about your situation and Coach Gary always tells people, even myself, he doesn't coach hurdles. Right, right. But you train and you got the silver medal this year right. with Coach Gary, but he doesn't coach hurdles. Right. Tell us how you came about to that decision from 2022, moving into 2023. So when I went with Coach Gary, after rip when I called him, he was like, listen, man, I don't know a thing about hurdles. <laughs> That's Gary. I, 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 I could train, I could get you, I could get you good, I could get you fast. But <laughs> that sounds just like him too. Over the hurdles. Nah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> right? So I was like, but Jasmine trains there. And he explained to me Jasmine's situation mm-hmm. with Coach John. Yeah. I reached out to Coach John. Coach John told me, long story short, he didn't know if he would still be with Coach Gary. He might be doing his own thing. Mm. But if he in the area, he doesn't mind walking with me. So... Cool. So I, in my head, I think I have cool. We have a setup. We have a plan. Coach John for hurdles. Coach Gary for, for workouts. For workouts. Get to Florida. Coach John. Coach John ain't trying to mess with your boy. You understand? For he real? had his own thing going on. Mm. He trained to focus. He had uh, the grass. He had the grass and, and he had grass, Nia. Nia, 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 Nia. Nia. And then Jazz. Mm-hmm. He got your own thing going on. He ain't really trying to touch me. Maybe he didn't see the vision of the greatness as yet. You understand? So now, time getting closer, we're now Coach Gary trying to rig up. <laughs> we're trying to do some stuff. And it's like, Coach, this ain't it. I cannot contest for, the, for the, a medal with how he is right now. So then, one day, I was sleeping. I got up out my sleep. I was like, oh, shit. My dad, Coach Joey, right there in Miami. Ah. Coach Joey Scott. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Coach Joey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I called Joey. I think I was like probably 12, 1 o'clock at night. He answered. I was like, yo, um, you try and come down to Orlando train me for some hurdles? I got you, bro. I'll be on the, I'll be out there. He came up the next day. And then the next day? The next day. Now, keep in mind, I know Coach Joey Scott from for years. Yeah, Tahisha. Yeah, his true, wife. True to, to his wife. Yeah, his yeah, wife yeah, 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 runs yeah, for the yeah, British yeah. Virgin Islands. Yeah. So he used to always be back and forth in the island. So if he were here, he would tell you how he used to see me running around on the track as a little jit. Just doing whatever, play ass him playing and them stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I call him, he's like, "Yeah, bro, bro, I got you." He was there the next day, and we just got to walk in from there, from then and. So he would come up frequently and then work with you. Yeah, it, it's sometimes twice a week, once a week, or whatever the case is. He come up, he walk with me, and. Is that still the dynamic? You still use Joey and then and Gary or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Till this day, now we just put in the piece together and 
and actually having it formulating in how we can go through it that because last season like I tell you it was just like a, a one-off phone call and then we just start to roll with the punches from there so like okay this day we can do this with Coach Joey this day we can do this so now we're trying to set up our actual program amongst it to make gotcha. it official whatever the case is so basically you're doing the same thing you did use back at home which is you created your own system and cycle what I mean is you train at 4.30am then you just laying asphalt at night now you're training one coach and then you have also found another coach to train you in the other aspect of right because how my theory with it is I know a lot of quantum, a lot of holders going to take this no the way I view it mm-hmm. right is got Steven Garner Matt Hudson Smith and then Cherry was in a group too yeah Michael Cherry I was like, those boys are consistently running 44 on any day. The closer I could get to those boys, the easier it is to beat them boys. Because I know <laughs> all it is in my head is like, I just have to... Keep up. Just keep up <laughs> and just work on my harder technique. You feel me? Yeah. When I was running 47 consistently, my fastest was 45, 45.8 indoor. How I view it. The Santos, Benjamin... And one whom I ran 44, and they were running 47, 46. So if I were running 45 and I run 44, I mean 47, the closer I get to 44, 9, the closer I get to 46. Yep. So I knew I just needed to get my quarter mile training done, and I was never in a professional program. So the program where I was at Clemson, I was a top dog. So it's easy to just lack certain aspects when you're at, top, yeah. at the top. Yeah, no one's keeping you sharp. Right. Day one training with those boys, I was at the back. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, this is where I need to be. Because now I'm taking this here much, much more, more serious. serious. Much more serious. Like on a different level. Like the mental focus, the, the physical focus I put into this, it was... 150% more. I wasn't talking to nobody. I, I wasn't talking no girls. I wasn't partying. I wasn't liming. None of that. Serious. And, and as you see, serious. It, like, it paid off. That, it that, paid that, off. That, that, that discipline of being selfish and denying yourself right. got you to where you are now. Got you your money. Got you your silver medal. Right. Leading right. into my next question. As showman is war home and the Brazilian is Rob Benjamin. He he's, he's he competes. He's not a, as much as a showman as them. Does it bother you that you're not mentioned, even though you've been on that steady trail of climbing, that you're not mentioned as one of those big three? It's crazy that you say that, and I I have nobody I would say but myself to blame, because if you really want to mention the big three, all those boys have medals, major medals as well. Olympics and world champs. Yeah. Respectfully, you have to give them them flowers. Even though I was right there, the media never, or the sport never see me as a threat. So why mention him? If that's what it is. They didn't see me as a threat. But you know how it is, man. I mean, you're in a situation where you have to make your own lane. There you, you go. Make your own and lane. I had to create, just like he said, I had mm-hmm. to create that 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 uh that friction of listen, y'all don't forget me, you know. And it's crazy. Even when I did create that friction or start creating the friction now, because the cre- the the friction is there now. It started. It's still not given. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you an example. I'll show you an example. The world champs. You go on NBC right now on YouTube and you mm-hmm. type in men's 400 holders at world champs. Casting Wahoo win. Ray Benjamin bronze. No mention of Kyron McMaster. Cool. I didn't mention nothing about it. You see what I'm saying? When we beat him in Zurich, when I beat Wahoo in Zurich, the headlines was from NBC, hang, is Wahoo hangover or something like that. Not that Kyron McMaster beat him. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So even till this day, they don't see me as that much of a threat in the big three. That make you mad? Um, mad, I would say no. It just... Motivated another M word. I'll say this much. My, my issue is not with the media. My issue is with... 
I watched those boys for so many years. Respectfully, again, I have no hatred to them. I respect the grind because they work for it. They deserve what are they have. Santos, Wahom, and Benjamin. You can't take that away. Those boys has been running times that the world has never seen consistently. Yeah. For me, is I watch what I could have been or what I am going to be. You are going to be, yes. There you go. He, exactly. said, he said it before you said it. Yes. That boy said, he coming. Tell yes. them you coming. There you go. Tell them you coming. I don't have to tell them. They're going to feel it in the race. Because, <laughs> again, just when you think, I can't even speak too much because um, Matt told me just the other day because he was speaking on this because every day I go to Matt and say, yo, whoop, 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 how I feel. Like, I just let off that energy and Matt say, hey, listen, don't poke the bed. I said, what you mean? Don't give a man a reason. They give you a reason. So don't give them a reason to walk 10 times. Oh, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? I think saying? you had the best perspective of the situation because you saw the rise and the fall of Samba, right? Right. Watch uh, Warhol rise. Mm-hmm. Watch Benjamin. You even watched the Brazilian when no one even watching Brazilian. You saw him coming. Right. So the perspective you have actually is, you know not only how to rise, but also how to maintain. So now, to me, you're the most deadliest guy out there on the field. Let me show you this here. The issue I had, you could ask Coach Gary about this, right? Is I used to study so much. Because, again, I understand lanes for so much watching these boys pass me, win races and what's not. In my head, I was like, okay, I have to find a weakness. If you have an up, you have to find the opposition weakness. This man speaking my language, boy. You, you hear me? Yeah, you said that today in training. Speaking my language. Right? Go ahead. So I could tell you, just like in training with Coach, I could have tell Coach Benjamin weakness, um, the Santos weakness, and Wahoo weakness. And I could tell him no because everybody knew it. Benjamin didn't trust his training to finish how he wanted to finish. He really didn't. He was, he, he, he saw Wahoo go so hard, he didn't trust his finish to catch him back. You understand? Wahoo, his tactic is he can take you to the deep end. You understand? He knew he could swim in the deep end, but can you? You understand? No man ever challenge him. If you go back to my races in 2017, 2018, I'll go out in the deep end with that boy. I say, boss, I come from the islands where they throw you off a boat in the deep water until you find your way back to shore, you know? You understand? So going to the deep end is, is not an issue for me. You have to be fit to go in the deep end, though. The Santos, he was the most dangerous dangerous one in my eyes. That boy, 12 step, the whole back stretch. That's a problem in my eyes. Like, shit. <laughs> Everybody else taking four, I mean, 13 steps. You, uh, you understand how crazy that is? Right. No, he's a, he's a strategist. He, 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 people try to achieve, try to achieve 13 steps. Right. And he's he, 12 stepping consistently. Comfort, comfortably, comfortably. It's not a, a reach for it, you know. He's doing it comfortably. So this is something that he's practiced repetitively and he's doing it with his eyes closed, right? When Benjamin said at World Champs that he, how he can change up his race strategy, he can 12-step and then finish with 14, I was like, boy, yeah, you ain't prepared to go in the deep end. I already done say, yeah, you ain't prepared <laughs> to go in the deep end. Not that I ain't cancel him out. Yeah. But I say he's not prepared to go in the deep end. Why would you change up your race strategy in the finals? You ran 46 at the USA's, you know what it takes to run the 46. If he had keep his same strategy, he would have run the same time he ran. That was that pressure. Is the pressure. You want to change he, at the last minute. Wanted, no, you don't change at the last minute. You pressure bust pipe. You understand? Now, check this. Wahoo didn't think I was fit enough to go on the deep end with him. So, when he see me start to go on the deep end with him, he himself switched up his race strategy. That boy switched it in the finals. Can solve a little bit on the back stretch. Mm-hmm. And me, I went out there. I pulled up right next to the Santos. And I went. You understand? He know. I was expecting Wahoo to come with me. Now, while I run in this race, I done strategize throughout the night before me and my coach, me and coach Joey. We done sit on boom, 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 boom. I was, I was actually coaching it too. You know what I mean? So in the semifinals, I watching them splits because I want to see how them distributing them energy now. You understand? Because again, learning the race. But at the same time, I wasn't studying it. I just wanted to see. 
Because at that point at World Champs, I was studying myself, where my weakness was and where I could have capitalized. My issue was the always is that damn eight hurdle. But you got to switch? I, I don't know if it's I too fan outside, too close on the inside. I always chip. If you go back to the race, mm-hmm. I had to chip for the eight hurdle. Broke my stride coming home, but I found it, found back the pattern. You understand? What's your dominant lead leg? Either dominant is left, but I could hurdle with two on my legs. But if you left, if you left lead leg, you could left lead leg all the way around, right? Unless I get tired. Okay. You see, you have to be fit. Yeah. Like for instance, with Wahoo. Wahoo drops from 13 shreds to 15 shreds after the eighth hurdle. In Olympics, if Benjamin were just a little bit closer, he would have beat him. But he let him get too far. You understand? Yeah. And that race is what traumatized him probably. Because hey, he I'm... didn't trust his, his finishing after that to 100%. But he found it back at um, as you know, at the Diamond League Finals. I was like, ah, shit. He found it. <laughs> 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 he capitalized on his weakness. Ah, yeah. shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want you to know, man, those boys going to see this. Yeah. And yeah. That, that might be it, like, even though you say you ain't trying to get him nothing, this might get oh, him but something. But they know, so. they know at this point is a dog eat dog out there because we talking about them three, but we forgetting Clack. Oh. oh, you see? That boy from Jamaica, he can be a demon probably. You see what I'm saying? I have mutual respect for them because yeah. it's a sport where we are fighting for the number one spot. It was bad enough you had three of them boys. I ain't counting out Samba. He ran 46. He can do it. He can do it again. And then you got Clark to the mix now. So now you got five people that run in right next to each other in that 47 low range. Everybody coming for that number one spot. So now we can come back. That Olympic finals, it probably can come down to mental strength, not physical. I love your generation, Doug. Your generation just, to me, it's just exciting as watching a 100 meter race. Right. So exciting. So intricate. So many, like, people who, who, can, who can win. You know what I mean? That's what makes it exciting. Right. You know? So, right. man. That's right. crazy. That's crazy. So. So, man, be, be, um, anything you want to say to your country back home Anything else, man? That's that's your camera right there. You want to say anything? Any shout outs or anything? Or, no, man, that's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> anything you want to say to your competitors? You just talked about them. Um, nah, nah. I mean, if you realize majority of my action, I rather have it on the on the track. I don't really speak too much on like on the level of I come in for you or whatever the case is. Because again, track and fields are very interesting sport. One year, <laughs> you're at the top of your game and you could put in all this training and then next year. The next year is like, <laughs> what? You pack, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right, right. Track and field is a, is a very interesting sport. And I think that's why I like it. But for the last few years, you would think somebody would have a half year. No. No. How's it set up right now? This whole setup because of COVID actually set y'all up for like, Years of greatness because you have championship after championship right. after championship right. back to back, and all y'all have to do is stay healthy, stay strong. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna have that sharp competition that's always gonna lead and bleed into the next year, Doug. Oh, there you go. You get within the next what five years because of five years worth of championships back to back to back to back, right? Yeah, the next rest year is 2026. Yeah, so that means, and even then, I read something about World Athletics wanted to put on an event there in 2026. Or something like that. Because it's been lucrative for the sport. Yeah. There you go. And lucrative sport. And they, lucrative they're getting for the, it now. Hey, yeah. lucrative for the athletes too. Exactly. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey, only one opposing thing I have with World Athletics. They need to raise that prize money structure, man. We're doing too much to win $35,000 for a silver. Come on. Yeah, 100%. My coach and therapist cost more than $35,000 a year. Yeah. What are you speaking about? Yeah. Raise that bad boy. You need to raise that. Eh? Yeah. Like, come on. 100%, 100%. Being whispers, man. Whispers of uh, change in the sport. So. I hope so. I hope so. But I don't think I would feel that effect. The younger generation, I feel that effect. You understand? Because then when that change actually happened and then it get written like, and they 
capitalize on it, I probably might be on my way out there. No. Someone got to be the pioneer. You know, someone has to set it in motion. Right. So you can be able to look back right. at it. The way your career goes, you might benefit on the back end of it. Right. By becoming a coach or an agent later on in life. Right. You see the difference. Exactly. Change. Exactly. Yeah, man. Well, shoot, on your episode of Ready, Set, Go, man, we loved having Kyle McMaster from the British Virgin Islands, man. We appreciate your time, man. And I just want to, um, you have anything, Justin? Hey, man, you keep doing your too. Seriously, because you always got a fan right here, Doug. I appreciate it. The way you it. break everything down, the way you see things, takes me back to when I was competing. Really intricate. You taking it serious, like see how you, you had those aha moments where a lot of athletes don't have them, where they see them and they, they fear change and be better and become more disciplined. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. I mean, I guess what I would say is you, you can't be afraid to change, you know? Especially if you ain't working out how we need to work out. If you need to change to better yourself as an athlete or as a person, do the change. You ain't got nothing to lose at that point. The fact that you feel you have to change to get where you need to go, that's, that in itself should tell you change. Because yeah. if I didn't make the moves that I didn't make mentally and physically and coming to Florida, man, I probably might have not had a contract right now. I probably might have not been a silver medalist just because I needed to put myself in an environment to actually see how Olympians and world champions actually think. Matt, Matt is what, Matt and Cherry? Those two boys is what really like twist up my mind and really show me the way. A boy Cherry's a different dog. I, if he didn't get injured, yeah, he was on a roll, definitely. Yo, from what I was seeing, man, man. But he and Matt, they really looked out for me as a as as a little brother. I ain't even like they show me stuff. They talk to me. It's like Cherry had that Cherry have that dog mentality, mm-hmm. like. He showed me like, yo, even if you're scared for a race, don't let a man see. You go in there, you make that man feel belittled like you. You understand? Always keep that same poker face. Right. Keep that poker face till you finish that race. Injured. Keep that poker face done. Right. Right. Good, good, good. Check. Oh, man. Appreciate it. Until next time. Appreciate you, man.